On this week's episode, we trick-or-treat with Halloween. Is this movie just budget psycho? What kid brings a pumpkin to school at all? And is Laurie Strode the final, final girl? Find out now you're listening to another Halloween episode of 24 Flames Per Second. All right, all right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to week two of uh, 24 Flames Per Second Halloween season 2018. And uh, as always, I hope everyone's having a spooky month. Uh, I'm your host, Robert Spiewak, and welcome to the podcast that roasts the films we love the most. And uh, this week, we're all going to breathe really heavily and follow people, each other around, and that's the whole episode, right? Great. Just kidding. We're not going to do that. It's going to be a normal, show. But uh, this week, we're talking the original Halloween movie starring um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis to uh, get hyped for the new Halloween movie coming out this weekend, which is a direct sequel to the other one, and they have the same title. So that's not confusing at all. Nope. Um, and so, yeah, we're, uh, we're excited to be here. We've got a full panel, and I don't have anything extraneous to plug. In a couple weeks, VH Quest premieres, uh, which is another new Party Fish show. Um, and so just that's, that's it. Um, look for it on October 30th. It'll be everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and yeah, you can just search VH Quest. Uh, which is what exactly what it sounds like. And um, it's our VHS Collective podcast hosted by Ben Scott, who has been on this show before, hosting such classics as Spy Kids 2. Uh, I forget the... I- Island, Island of Lost, Lost Dreams. Dreams. <laughs> I almost said Lost in New York. I was on that one, so I remember. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, keep a lookout for that and uh, go, go check it out. And so, yeah, everybody, let's... Um, get to the other side of the table the uh the judith to my michael i'm gonna kill him kevin connor that robert did not tell me that was my intro <laughs> hey robert how's it going as i slowly back away yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um how are you how are you i'm good did I'm you watch good. the movie this week? i i well so there was some confusion okay. not only with the title of the movie but when i heard that we were watching a classic horror movie with mike myers I rewatched The Love Guru. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> uh, Yikes. So that's, that was my week. I wasn't booing The Love Guru. I was booing your you were, joke. You weren't booing The Love <laughs> Guru. Are you pro Love Guru? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. No one is pro Love Guru. <laughs> I never watched that movie. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, how, 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 how are you? I'm Is good. That... I'm good. I have seen this movie before, so yeah. I, I am, I'm aware of what's happening and I, I think there's a lot to, to get into mm-hmm. on, on both sides. And... Yeah. I'm excited to see what the roasters yeah, and this bring. Is, this is an OG slasher movie. This, so this is sacred to some people mm-hmm. and bad to others. And we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what side emerges. Okay. Yeah, great. Good. Um, and so let's get on to the roasting panel this week. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I'm going to burp. Okay. And um, uh, starting with, uh, we've got, he's been here before. He is a fellow podcaster, filmmaker, and editor. Uh, find his podcasts um, wherever you get your podcasts, back-to-back films, and cinema therapy. Jacob Foltz. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Happy to be here. Yeah, we just we're just hot off of a uh, forty-eight hour film weekend. Oh, yeah, most relaxing forty-eight hour I've ever done. That's pretty chill. Got a nice five hours of sleep. Robert, you uh, I went, went to, to a, a wedding. wedding during it. Yeah. <laughs> and you got two full eight hours. Yeah, uh, five and eight. So five, oh, the five writing night we were oh, okay. we were up late. Well, you had a really good editor because you got eight great. hours that night. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> no nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, that was great. Glad to have you here. Um, and next to him, VHS collector and musician of many things, including this show's theme song. Find his uh, music on Instagram at RMP Graham, Rob Paulson. What's up? Um, 
also some confusion. I accidentally watched the Rob Zombie remake instead. <laughs> so, but it's basically the same movie, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, also, I think when is this episode coming out? Uh, October um, 13th. Okay. Well, so what about um, the Funhouse concert oh. thing at Vermilion? It's yeah. on uh, October Please. 28th, which is a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's gonna have screaming multitudes and sea cats. It's gonna be and, a lot of fun. It's, yeah, uh, all kinds of shit. That's it's, what I call fun house. Yeah, um, and it's nineties themed. Yeah, yeah. So, so check it out if you're a fan of the Funhouse Family podcast and other Party Fish Media show. Um, there will be a lot of familiar voices and faces there. Ben's doing door. I'll be behind the bar. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, I cannot make it. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, Kevin will be at Nifty, yeah. so we won't be able to go. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's actually a bunch of other stuff to plug also, even <laughs> for us. Geek Girl Con is that weekend too. Ugh. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but we can, have, we can have Casey, when I introduce you, you can talk about it. Right. Um, and across the table from them, <laughs> um, <laughs> a Seattle storyteller and co-producer of The Moth here in Seattle, find her on social media, Casey Rom. Casey Rom. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Is there anything you would like to plug right now? Yeah, um, I will talk about Geek Girl Con. Uh, so also on October 28th, but earlier in the day. So you can go to both if you want to. Uh, we are going to have a podcast panel at Geek Girl Con called Hey Listen. I will be there as will friend of the pod, uh, Maddie Vonhoff. Mm-hmm. And Quasi will be... Uh, running the panel, mm-hmm. moderating. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Um, so it's going to be a good time, and you should come. Also something I have to miss out Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Kevin, Kevin and I will be at Nifty, which also, if you're in the Seattle area, that whole that Halloween weekend. That weekend is jam-packed. Um, Great stuff. Yeah, if you're looking for things to do, you want to come see some short films, um, come to Nifty uh, 2018, which is at the Sif Uptown Theater, all weekend starting uh, thir- that Thursday, which is... 26th? 26th? 25th? The 25th. Um, and goes through the 28th. Uh, it's uh, the best short, the best films in the world from directors younger than 25. Um, and there's, it's like 30 screenings of short films. There's something for everybody. Um, there's after parties. There's networking events. Um, we will be... Um, Party Fish Media will also be there um, recording the Nifty podcast that will be coming out shortly after the festival. Um, and so uh, stay, tuned, stay tuned for that. We'll be interviewing a bunch of these young filmmakers um, and, uh, you know, having um, some conversations with, you know, programmers of the festival and, you know, and maybe even the uh, founder himself, Jesse, Jesse Harris. Um, and so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun and there's a lot going on. So, you know, there's a big menu of... of, of, of food to eat for your brain (laughs) (laughs) that is party fish media related and so um yeah so everybody's here thank you casey for being here and welcome to the show have we we started recording yet (laughs) (laughs) we actually just plug things to each other (laughs) we sit around and there's too much going on very formally (laughs) (laughs) there's too many events and not enough show (laughs) um but, uh, but yeah, so Casey, you've been here before. The first mm-hmm. thing you get to do is, uh, for the original Halloween movie in a minute, give all us right. the full plot synopsis of that movie. Spoilers and all. And I'll give you a three count, and then you're off, all right? All right. And in three, two, one, go. In the opening scene of the movie, we see from a point of view a person going upstairs and murdering a 15-year-old, Judith Myers. We find out later that it is six-year-old Michael Myers. And uh, he immediately goes into a psych ward where his doctor, Dr. Loomis, petitions to have him move to maximum security. He is not moved to maximum security, and 15 years later, around the age of 21, he escapes from the minimum security psych ward. Uh, He goes back to his hometown of Haddonfield where he sees uh, Lori, and she is walking down the street with her babysitting charge, and he follows them throughout the day in various creepy ways until he finds her babysitting that night, murders all of her friends, and then tries to murder her. Uh, but Loomis swoops in at the end and shoots him, and then he disappears into the night. And you did it. <laughs> five seconds to spare. I was actually really... Think, I didn't think you were going to do it. Uh, <laughs> cut, the, cut the second half a little short yeah, there. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, but but yeah, uh, well well done. Um, I don't. Do I have anything to add? That's that's it. That's yeah, pretty much it. It's pretty thorough. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so the next thing, uh, let's mm-hmm. get into opening statements. Casey, why do you like yes. Halloween? Um, so there are a few things that I really love about this movie. I am a big horror fan, and so there, I have a certain amount of, like, respect and, and love for the tropes that we tend to see in horror movies, and this one really established a lot of those. This idea of, like, if you have sex, you die, and... Um, just the general concept of a slasher, although I would argue that this movie is not a slasher, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> comes from from a lot of these things. Also, I love low-budget horror movies, and this one was incredibly low-budget, and one of the only successful low-budget horror movies that is not found footage, which mm-hmm. I think makes it a little bit uh, higher above the cut. And I, I'll say more, but I got to see what the roasters have to say that I need to respond to. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that um, since it's what you opened with, it's a good place to start. It's kind of wrapped up in what this movie is, is just looking at the legacy of it and the tropes that it created, question mark? <laughs> right. right. This, okay, so I know this movie is like important or whatever, and a lot of people hold it in this like intense, like, place of reverence but watching it last night which i did with john boy and abby it was a snooze oh my god it was just like it was it was like a chore to get through it and i was like so drunk by the end i was like i couldn't even really enjoy the like you know uh because like 47 minutes in nothing had happened and 53 minutes in is like the first kill if you don't count the judith myers kill in the beginning Mm -hmm. sure uh, there's um, the random truck driver who you just see, like... Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, he kills the guy <laughs> the to, get his, yeah. To, yeah, to get the uniform or whatever. <laughs> oh, but, it's a mechanic, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like, um, you know, that for, for, like, how... For all the, like, top ten lists that this movie is on, it's it's utterly fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, like, it's... Like you said, it's kind of a slow to get through it's it's kind of hard and i think our attention spans have changed obviously um and i I think one thing that this movie had at the time was like it was you know this revelation it was like oh you could do all these things you know which is really cool but looking back at it now it's like there are so many movies that have done this and better you know like uh nightmare on elm street you know the 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 girl what what is the name of the trope the uh the final girl trope you know mm-hmm, the, right. the last girl who goes and fights the yeah. the bad guy in elm street they do that so much better so we like have all these great movies what is that it that you think is better about of it that. in elm street I'm well just she like gears up she like she like gets ready to like go go fight him See, and I, creates ha- a plan. I would argue that lori is a better final girl because she doesn't know she has to gear up. She doesn't know what she's about to walk into until she she just goes to check on her friends. She thinks they're fucking with her, they're pranking her, and she goes to just check it out, and she doesn't know what she's walking into. And once she walks into it, she's pretty resourceful. She gets the knife out of his hands. If it weren't for the, you know, killer never dies trope, also established in this movie, then she would have gotten him. Several times. I think she gets his knife twice, stabs him with the hanger to disorient him. I, I thought she did a pretty good job, given her circumstances. Sure, sure. I mean, that's totally fine. But other movies have done it better in the sense of, like, well, here's your baseline, which is which is Halloween. And now here's all these other cool things that you can do, such as preparing to fight the monster or or not having the girl trope and playing with that idea of the trope. And we're, we live in a world where... The final girl trope is like, like it's almost like expected, you yeah. know. So oh, like, definitely. and 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 you uh, you can play with that, play against that, and this movie just like is that, and it kind of sucks because of that. Because we're we're so far beyond this movie. It makes it more like realistic, I guess, you know. But um, uh, but it also like because of its low budgetness and the fact that like there's not like it just. For some reason, it feels really like empty. This movie, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's not like, 
for and it has a pretty large cast. Like if you just look at the cast, like there's a lot of people in this movie. I actually but forgot how many people were. Yeah, for some it. reason many, it feels like, like there's literally only like three people. Like right. I just I felt like this movie was very like empty the whole time. I mean, J- Jamie Lee Curtis has three names in her name, so that it seems. Like <laughs> I don't know. I I I didn't really get that. I think that there's a lot of tension building, and I think that. We now, I mean, you, you guys are both referencing this movie from the sense of like what we have to look at now. Mm-hmm. But if you think about when this movie came out, our attention spans weren't so unbelievably short and we didn't rely on jump scares and, and stupid shit like that to get a thrill. The idea of this movie is just that impending dread. And I know like you talked before about pacing and and how it starts slow, but I think that there is something so effective about just these scenes of Michael just following both uh, Tommy, the kid that she babysits, and Lori throughout the day, and she keeps seeing him, but not long enough to know if she's just like hallucinating him or if he's really there. And you get this, you know, boogeyman establishment that the kid thinks he's the literal boogeyman. And it's it's so frightening because you know he's going to strike. You know what he's capable of. You saw it in the opening shot. And you just don't know when it's going to happen. And to me, that's way scarier than like, I gotcha. Like, <laughs> so the tension building, tension building. Ten- uh, every critic always re- references the tension building in this movie, right? Which I feel like is this weird sort of crutch that the first, you know, 45, 50 minutes of this movie, like, rests <laughs> on. Because, um, you know, with all that, like, I just don't know how deliberate all those long, drawn-out scenes actually were in that sense. Because, like, all it does is make the rewatch value that much, like, because you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's less and less to see every time you watch the movie. And I think a big part of that is the the score. Like, they have that repetitive score that they put in there, which is an iconic score, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they're they're using it to build that tension. And it's like, if, if you watch that movie a second time, it feels like, you know, that thing is just drilled in your fucking head. I know. It's, it's weird how, like, everyone cites this, this score as, like, this amazing thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like... It's it's okay. It's really fucking annoying. Yeah, like, it's really simple, which I like. It's a ringtone. Yeah, yeah, it's literally a ringtone. It's a ringtone now, not yeah. 1978. Yeah. I think that... Dial tone. <laughs> I think that... <laughs> Can you imagine if you just put it on your phone? Then I'd hold with AT&T all night. <laughs> I think that... I mean, you could argue whether it's deliberate or not. I mean, we don't really... No, because we didn't direct the film. But I do think, you know, something that that is effective about that to me, and I don't mean to, like, call in privilege or anything, but, like, most women know the feeling of either being stalked or followed or feeling like we're being stalked or followed. And to me, that is just, like, the most frightening level of terror, especially from a human villain. Okay, yeah. I mean, and... Just because you said deliberate, like, and because I said it too, I do want to just, like, talk about, like, what, like, the choices that John Carpenter made and whether or not, like, okay, first of all, like, there are some glaring things to me, like, for instance, um, the fact that, like, they say he's 23 when a simple math check would say that it's, he was six it's been, it's been 15, 15 years, years, he's 21. 21. It's, it's like, <laughs> duh. Like, how did you... So if, if you're overlooking things that are that simple, um, then things that are a little bit more nuanced that people always point to, I think are like, uh, are, are credits that this movie doesn't deserve. Like, here's the thing. John Carpenter says that he wanted you to not relate to Michael Myers. Like, you know, he, he, he that's why he's the embodiment of right. pure evil. It's not like, you know... but. Then he immediately begins the movie when we're looking through the Michael the Myers' POV. eyes, yeah. which is like a classic trope of like this is so the audience can like be through Connect. the eyes of the killer, oh. and, and, and it's a thing that's like you are the killer. I don't see it that way at all. I saw it as a dramatic reveal of how young he was. They don't want to show him walking through the house, but they want to build the tension. Then they could have had him the under a goat, like but a they, sheet or they, something. They or, do it later also so like after you know that he's that age there's a lot of voyeuristic shots that make you feel like you're kind of in michael myers 
eyes. I don't know how you could read that as trying to make him relatable. He doesn't speak a single word in the whole movie. How can you relate to someone who doesn't have thoughts? I'm, I'm saying that. I'm <laughs> saying that. I'm not saying that he's relatable. I'm saying that John Carper didn't didn't think about it. I like, he didn't I, put the thought I, into I, I completely it. disagree. I think that's just a way of like, again, building tension and also. You know, adding that layer, I think voyeurism is the main horror in this movie. And so to me, Mm -hmm. it just adds another layer of like when Jamie Lee Curtis thinks she sees him behind the hedges and then he's not there. And then her and her friend walk off in different directions. And then you see him looking at her through his eyes and Mm -hmm. you realize, yeah, he really was there the whole time and he's still there. And to me, that's that's what it's trying to do. I mean, again, we don't know, but I, I always read it as like a just an extra layer of how much he's following these people. I, I think that's great. And, you know, honestly, I read that in the same way, too. And on, I honestly, I really like that Hedges scene, you know, because I had an experience like that as a kid where I felt like I saw someone behind a wall, and then I went and checked, and they were gone. And it was yeah. like, holy fuck, this is happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I, you know, it, active imagination, it must have been. But um, to, to counter, I, I, I think that there are people out there who do like connect with Michael Myers and his ringtone. Is that yeah, the main thing? Should we take a pause? That's the dial tone for uh, this. No, it's a. It'll end in about thirty seconds. <laughs> wow, what is that? Dishwasher. <laughs> it's a rice cooker. That's <laughs> it. We having rice on this podcast? Yeah. yeah. We're, anyway, uh, it's the brain food that we're talking about. It's the brain food yeah. favorite meal. We're prepping it now, so we don't have to do it later. It's actually John Carpenter in the back trying to do a new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's actually the new Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exclusive party fish Dude, media. Yeah. Yeah. We dropped it here first, guys. Yeah. You heard it here. Um, you were saying. I was saying that I, I think, <laughs> I, I don't think this applies to everybody, you know, but I, but I feel like the, the, a part of this, like some fans of this movie, in fact, I think this applies to almost, almost no one, but I, I, I still think it like gives certain people who, who are <laughs> a, maybe a little misogynistic in nature, maybe they don't know it, or maybe they do know it and don't give a shit, who can like connect with Mike Myers on a on a certain level and that that to me kind of sucks like on a social level i mean i i don't agree i think a lot of like i do agree that a lot of people suck but i think that anyone could find a piece of themselves in any character that is meant to be despicable i mean should we just eliminate the horror genre yeah entirely no yeah that's what i want (laughs) Or the thriller genre and the drama genre and and the comedy (laughs) genre. You can find, you know, shitty men in in any piece of media Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. decide that you relate to them, even if they're being painted as the literal embodiment of evil. Yeah, that's true. We should just freeze all art in general. Or just (laughs) all men. No more. And and men. men. And women. Just freeze everything. Yeah, I think that would be the best. People can always project onto you know whatever whatever they want to project. I think that's yeah. like the consensus we've come to. Now that being said, I think so many people have projected things onto this movie mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just aren't there. I well, I project myself onto Laurie Strode, and I hope to God if I am ever stalked by a murderer that I am as capable as she is after being literally thrown down the stairs of stumbling over to another place getting behind a locked door saving two children wielding a weapon out of a coat hanger like there's so many things that she does that to me felt realistic like you have a lot of horror movies these days that plays with this final girl trope by making them super badass i'm thinking of something like you're next Great movie. Love that she's a total badass and has all these survival skills. I do not have those. If I'm in a horror movie situation, I am probably reacting more like Laurie Strode than any other final girl. Hmm. Just scrambling. <laughs> yeah. Um, Doing sense. my damn best and saving the kids. You know, this movie obviously has had a lot of like... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Analysis, I guess, mm-hmm. of like... Of, like English um, major, of, mumbo jumbo. Yeah, of what? Of what <laughs> I'm an English major. Uh, especially <laughs> when it comes to like the like the feminism arguments for and against this mm-hmm. movie, um, you know, about the Laurie Strode character and like whether whether this movie is about how like oh if you have sex you die sort of thing. Um, 
can I just read from the words of John Carpenter's <laughs> mouth? Yeah. Himself. I knew that someone was going to bring this. <laughs> he completely, or uh, the critics completely missed the point. The girl who is the most sexually uptight just keeps stabbing this guy with a long knife. She's the most sexually frustrated. She's the one that's killed him. Not because she's a virgin, but because of all that sexually repressed energy that starts coming out. She uses all those phallic symbols on the guy. Like, he's an idiot. No, I don't love that. He's not fucking thinking about it. I thought uh, he was saying that ironically. I thought he was making a joke. Like, like, I, I saw another quote from him. Film analysis, I saw another quote from him that said, "Like, oh, holy shit! I never meant for anyone to think that the idea was that like purity makes you a survivor or something. The idea was that these teenagers were distracted by teenager things and didn't realize like what was going on around them, and that because Lori was not distracted by these things, she was more capable of being aware." And I, I think that that makes sense because you can't even paint Lori as like this virginal angel. Like she does smoke a joint with her friend in the car and like she's, she talks about a boy that she likes and it's not like she's completely like outside of this world. Those are her two best friends. It's not like she's, you know, a prude. She just hasn't got a boyfriend that comes over to her babysitter house and has sex with her. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think that's fine but there's just so many people out there who want to believe in that stuff with Halloween and it just I just I I feel like I just don't see it at all well so I yeah and I I think John Carpenter is like a great filmer I didn't mean to call you an idiot John you're not an idiot (laughs) I just think that like I just think that maybe he was like there's just not as much thought Put I into think into this movie as people project onto it, maybe. I well, think it's a that cheap, it's a cheaply made movie. It's yeah, it was and that's in, great. In a like, a so so way. is Evil Dead, and that's like an amazing right. movie that has great pacing. You know, mm-hmm. um, if we want to talk about like you know tension, but then he had to go shit. make it again because he didn't like it that right. much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had to hire someone else for it. <laughs> yeah, well, better than Rob Zombie remaking. Yeah, so. um, but. Uh, yeah, you know. I feel like you're kind of arguing two different things, though. You're arguing that John Carpenter didn't have the foresight to make these decisions, but then you're also arguing that that quote about being sexually frustrating <laughs> was... I think he said that retro-like-spectively. Like, I, yeah, I think he wasn't thinking about I don't before, think, but because everybody I don't started think he saying was that, he saying had to come that up with something. Seriously, though. I think sure, that was, yeah. like, sarcasm. But I, 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 I'm <laughs> roasted here. I gotta, I gotta work with what I got. But, it came out of the, the man's mouth. <laughs> yeah. A, a, yeah. Lot of, a lot of people cite Psycho as, as a movie that com, comes up with Halloween, like, at the time. Hitch, yeah. Hitchcock's Psycho. Well, well he, the, um, is it Sam Loomis? Yeah, that, Loomis that, is based on the doctor mm-hmm. in the Psycho. Name is Psycho. Psycho. Yeah, the end of the movie. There's the, certain yeah. shots, like, when the kid sees Michael outside that kind of, like, colonial style house and it's just his silhouette like there's a couple references to psycho but that you know the girl survives in this one so. right <laughs> right I, I just think psycho is a way better movie like as far as like i know that you you were saying at the very beginning how you you feel like halloween isn't really a slasher movie you know mm-hmm. and i feel like Halloween isn't a slasher movie for the same reasons Psycho is in. I could, I movie. would agree with you. I think you know it's, I mean? it's apples and Granny Smith apples, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, genres are just buckets anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But, uh, but I, 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 I will gladly sit through Psycho because of all of the, uh, like, because the, they're following the money and they're they're doing all this other stuff. But Halloween, it's just like we're just watching people walk and like, yeah, I guess that there's tension there, but. I, I feel like there's a lot more to chew on with Psycho as far as, like, the surprises and, like, where that story goes. Because uh, you don't really know what the movie Psycho is at the very beginning. Yeah, but the, Halloween, yeah. it's like, it's here's pretty... the movie, 90 minutes, and yeah. and that's the movie still. I think... But Psycho is like, oh, it goes this way, and it turns over to this direction. I and I feel like a, that's a, a better... Place... I can chew on that more. There's a place for both for me, because part of, like... One of the scariest movies to me that really holds up is The Strangers. And the reason it's so scary is because when the family asks, like, why are you doing this to us? They say, because you were home. There's no real reason. Michael doesn't have a real reason. He picks Laurie at random because she put a key under his old 
home. Like he, it's the first person he sees in this town, basically. And so he goes after her and her friends who probably remind him of his sister a little bit. And, and, and that's really all there is to it. He is just evil. And the thing about this movie that I think makes it more rewatchable is that it's really not that violent and it's definitely not gory. It's just scary. Like, it doesn't rely on, you know, fountains of blood. It uses the fog of the car so that you don't really see her Mm -hmm. throat get slit. It Mm -hmm. uses, like, darkness in the house. There's very, very little, like, grotesqueness. And I think that there's a place for that. I'm a a multi-genre horror fan. (laughs) But I think there's also a rewatchability to something that doesn't, like, give me that visceral, I can't go to sleep now feeling. Two things I'll, I'll say to that is, I mean... Obviously, I think um, one of the mo- one of this movie's strengths is when you isolate it from the rest of the series because we do find out he had a motive and we find out that Lori is his sister, et cetera, et cetera. But <laughs> um, but you know, and if you strip away all the like you know the canon that comes later, mm-hmm. um, I think this movie stands better. Um, mm-hmm. I'm now, choosing to ignore that because the sequel is choosing to and, ignore that. Yeah, well, the sequel, <laughs> the, um, the upcoming sequel. So, oh sure, sure. Is choosing to ignore that. Speaking of <laughs> Halloween two, though, um, you know, uh, I think that yeah, uh, it might. Yeah, I mean, what you were saying about it not being gory. I'm trying to think of a way to say this, but. I think it probably would have been gorier if there had been a mm-hmm. higher budget, mm-hmm. which is evident in the second movie, you know, which is written by John Carpenter and um, Deborah uh, Streisand. It is directed by Rick Sutherland. I can't remember his name. But, um, but because of that, might have been a budget constraint, yeah. not necessarily like this artistic decisive thing you know one thing i do think is interesting even though john carpenter was involved in halloween 2 which reveals this whole sister plot he has repeatedly stated that he wishes it hadn't gone down like Mm. that and that Mm. he prefers the random act of violence aspect and i do too i yeah i mean (laughs) i think i think like everyone can agree that like it it throughout the because how many are there seven movies it gets carried away I've only like, watched, it gets fucking carried I've only away, watched so. the first two and then they yeah. start dropping the numbers and yeah. changing yeah. the numbers and you're... just call it Halloween again even H2O. though it's a sequel it's like it's like how people don't realize how many children of the corn movies there are it's like why yeah <laughs> there's not what but when I found out that the that the new one was basically just ignoring all the sequels and acting as a direct sequel to the first one it's literally just like you know a 56 year old Laurie Strode going ape shit I'm really excited it, about looks, it. it looks really good and I will say like Jamie Lee Curtis is popping off in the she is movie. popping like, off you know who's not the dude who plays Loomis. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, Dan- Daniel? Something Pleasant. Who's the Pleasant guy? There are 11. You don't Halloween think he's movies. any good? Uh, I think 11? he's pretty 11 good. 11 counting the new one. It feels so phoned in to me. Donald. Donald Pleasance. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, feel, it feels like he's trying to do this, like, kind of like this Anthony Hopkins thing that's just, like, not working. Granted, this was, you know. I would argue that he's actually, he seems like he's phoning it in because some of the other acting is so bad that his good acting looks melodramatic by comparison. Like her friend... Annie or whatever her that name sounds is. sounds like a roast. It <laughs> is. It's a slight roast because I want to defend him because he was my favorite part of this movie. But I, her friend who's like... I hate this dog. I just like her delivery is so bad that sometimes like when it would go back to him and the cop who were both maybe like a little dramatic, it just felt like too weird of a juxtaposition, I think. But I think that Mm. actually the adult actors were really good. Like that whole monologue he gives about like looking into this child's eyes, the blackest eyes. It's it sounds like it's a yeah, it sounds like a Shakespeare monologue. So it sounds a little out of place in this movie, but I think he's delivering it well. I I think that's fair, but I I also think there's an element of like this movie. It's so hard to like for me to to 
judge this movie because it's been talked about and, re- and renowned and it's in it's in the uh, National Film Registry yeah. and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, isn't that and crazy? <laughs> it is kind of crazy, yeah. but I think it's kind of cool that it is because what other like low budget horror movie is in the National Film Registry? Like the, outside of like Night of the Living Dead, I'm pretty sure that is in there yeah. too. It's Blair Witch Project. I don't oh know. God. I that don't was know. like the it other most successful yeah. independent that and like paranormal activity. If it is in there, I, that would be awesome because I don't, there's not a lot of movies from the <laughs> you know, it's mostly older films. But yeah. uh, it's hard like now for for me. Like I wasn't bo- I, I wasn't born during the Halloween phase, and I, I I really wish that I was that I could see this movie in 1978 so I could like judge it with at, at my actual criticism that Mm -hmm. I want to judge for the film so like when you say oh this uh scene is like iconic and and great and well acted and it is iconic because everyone talks about it is it good because everyone talks about it or is it good because it's good and and for me it's so hard to like know like what is it like is this movie actually really good or is it just talked about a lot and it's so hard for me to tell can we start having lists that are like Top 10 best movies of this genre and top 10 most influential movies of a genre. Yeah. Because, like, I don't think Halloween is, like, deserves to be on the top 10. That sounds like the popular category at the Oscars. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That shit got killed. Yeah, it did. Just, like, you know, just the idea that, like, because something gets, you know, credited. And talked about. Yeah, it gets, then therefore it it is forever, like, gets its spot. I will say, just, and this is... but, but those movies still deserve yeah. to be recognized. 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 You know, I will say this obviously. from my personal point of view as someone who, like, I, I studied English, but I studied creative writing, so not a lot of, like, theory and literary, yeah, <laughs> literary <laughs> stuff. And I didn't really study film at all. And so... On high five. <laughs> reverse um but i like film just didn't study it uh but (laughs) i knew i knew that this was a movie i needed to see because i'm a huge fan of horror and when you look up like you know 30 best horror films from decades older than myself basically because i'm pretty up to date on like current horror movies there there's like three from that era that really stick out it's halloween it's nightmare on elm street and friday the 13th yeah. mm. and they're all to me great and they it they don't need to be stood up next to each other they don't need to be stood up next to the 40 years of movies that came after them they just like exist in this beautiful little bubble of like legacy movies mm. from that era they, they all exist because of halloween yeah. right or the other two exist because of yeah them. halloween was first yeah yeah, yeah. But, and I think that there's a certain level of the way that you said they get talked about so much. When people think of Halloween, they think of, oh, their brother and sister. But if you watch this movie by itself, that isn't part of it. And people think of Friday the 13th as, oh, it's Jason. The first movie is his mom. It's not Jason. It's his mom Mm -hmm. that murders everybody. So there's Uh. a certain level of like, yeah, it gets talked about a lot. But if you go back and watch it and you just like try to see it with fresh eyes... Sometimes you realize, like, oh, what I'm hearing being talked about isn't my actual experience right. with this movie. That, I feel like that's, uh, I, I, um, I know we're going to talk about Rocky at some point on this podcast. <laughs> it reminds me of Rocky, how many people, how many of my friends are like, yeah, I tried to watch the first Rocky. It's really it's really boring. I <laughs> and I'm like, you don't get it. It's not a, it's it's not a movie fun. about boxing. It's a movie about love. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, I, I like that a lot because... For me, my relationship with these movies, Friday the 13th, all, all that stuff, is kind of about the cheap canon that's come out of them. Mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing a joke somewhere that where it was like Freddy versus Jason in space. Yeah. I'm still not... Oh. I, I Jason believe, X? Yeah, Jason X. Okay, Jason that is X an actual, was in space and Freddy versus Jason Freddy, was an no actual Freddy movie. Okay. Yeah. It's so, a combination of two rooms. I mean, that's <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it's, it's very dumb. So <laughs> it's fucking insane. And that is what... Debatable. When, when I, <laughs> <laughs> Next week. <laughs> I just... I, I have such a hard time with these, like... With franchises, in general. Yeah. And uh, Halloween is, like, this weird movie that kind of shifted from serializing movies into franchising mm-hmm. movies and it like changed like how mm-hmm. you shift that you know because there was all those old serials before you know oh, yeah. they're like episodic television essentially yeah mm-hmm. um 
but then it's like, all right, well, let's just make the same movie, but in a different way. Like, maybe they're in space or something, yeah. you know? Um, I you can't believe always put characters I in can't space. believe God. it's a movie, Leprechaun, and it's called Jason anything. X. And then Freddy vs. Jason is also an actual movie. Okay, I knew, I knew that one. But... <laughs> no, and I think I think that's important, you know, to to... For me, in defending this movie, it is important that I look at this movie as a standalone as movie yeah. because I don't fuck with the sequels. Right, and you know that I I respect that because for me, for some reason, like I always like the first of things. You know, like Lord of the Rings, I like the first one way more yeah. than the other ones, and I I think the other ones are really good. But there's something about that first it experience with a movie. Uh, but there's obviously exceptions. Yeah, you know? like I can't say Batman Begins is better than The Dark Knight. Like, sure, I think that's hard to say. We're talking about a lot of movies that aren't Halloween. So I'm going to bring us back, okay. and it's time to unmask. Oh, All right. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I'll let you guys take all these Lord of the Rings and Damn. other non-Halloween Whoa. bullshit. We'll continue um, on the after show. So, uh, so let's 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 go around the table. Casey, uh, how do you really feel? Um, yeah, I still really love this movie. <laughs> I agree that maybe about ten minutes could be shaved off the first half, but. Uh, Laurie Strode is like one of my all-time most badass final girls and I think it's because of that realism of like how would I actually respond in this situation. Mm-hmm. All right, rap. This is one of the greatest short films I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, I just I'll yeah, okay. Well, so I'm also like a little bit biased because um like last night, John and I were trying to find the streaming on anything on his TV, oh. and like, <laughs> no Hulu, no Netflix. What we ended up having to do was download some fucking thing that you need to watch videos on Amazon now. <laughs> I, I was like, what the? It was a whole thing, and by the end of it, we had already like taken a couple shots, and like I was already pissed off. And then when and then like. And then 55 minutes later, I was like, oh, my God, finally I killed somebody. And so, like, and then I fell asleep on his floor. And, um, and yeah, and then I woke up and, like, and collected my thoughts to bring here. Um, but, I mean, I've seen this movie many times before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I feel like it's an important horror film, but it's not in the same way that, like, um, like Christmas has movies, you know, Halloween has movies. And I tend to drift away from, like, old-timey Christmas movies. Um, I'm more of a bad Santa and elf kind of, <laughs> kind of guy. Although I, I, I do fuck with White Christmas. But I don't watch It's a Wonderful Life, etc. Um, <laughs> and, like, so I would not watch this movie, like, every Halloween. Like, yeah. I wouldn't... I don't really... I, I will say, I have a copy of it on tape that's sick. It's got that, um... Where you turn it and, oh. and it like changes. Hologram. It goes from being a jack-o'-lantern to, um, to Michael Myers with a knife. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I forgot to bring it. I was actually going to bring it. Um, but it's it's also it's like really shitty though. It's like you turn it at all and it like <laughs> it's not very like well made, but it's super fresh. Um, and I'm obviously going to keep that. I'm not going to like get rid of it. But um, no, it's a fine movie. It's mm. like I said, it is supremely fine. Alright, Jacob. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> so when I agreed to roast this movie, I thought I had seen it before. But I had actually just seen A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Very different movie. Yeah, which is different. Um, it's significantly, I think. So I, I thought I was signing up for something different. That being said, I, 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 I think this is a good movie, but I just I still um, have a hard time with really with any like historic film. I, I have a hard time connecting with it because of how aged it is, you know, and because I live in this generation and not that one. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think Halloween is like this this movie that is way better than what I thought it would be. Um, mm. You know, it's way be like because I thought it'd be like this cheap, crappy thing and thrill really, after thrill yeah, after thrill, yeah. right? But really, it's this thing. cheap, really nice thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I don't know. I like I I want to watch it again with like some other people to give it a fair sure. chance. Like mm-hmm. I feel like this is a crowd movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a panel to roast your own expectations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, but you know, and just watching it uh, by myself, uh, yeah, I th- I thought it was good. Um, but I, I think a lot of movies do 
all this stuff way better now. Yeah. Um, in, in a lot of ways, but I can, re- I can totally respect the birth of the, the quote unquote slasher genre, which I totally agree with Casey that this is, I don't think this is it's a, a slasher. Pro, it's a film. proto slasher. It's like it's like pre-slasher. It's yeah. like the, it's like getting ready. It's like it's, it's the equivalent to like proto punk. It's not yeah. punk. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like the pre Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alpha Hopkins uh, movie. Um, but yeah, but I saw, I mean I think it's good, you know. And honestly, if I saw this movie today for that amount of money made, I would think that was a good movie still. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cuz it still like does some interesting stuff mm-hmm. you know yeah so kevin i don't have much to add uh no. you know uh i respect this movie it's it's a little age for me but i do get that sense of impending dread that at certain points that is really really interesting yeah um but that's about it i think it's i think it's good I, i've only seen it a couple times and yeah i haven't seen any sequels you, you do feel <laughs> you feel the movie like yeah. you can definitely feel it. And I well, think that's especially cool. um, the the part that really gets me is when he like when she like turns around, he comes out of the closet from the mm-hmm. back. Yeah, yeah. That's the part. Like, yeah. That's yeah. where I really jump. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think Psycho is better. Oh, though, and the guy hanging. That's uh, a good fucking scare. That's a good scare. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, hadn't. I haven't seen it in a long time. I think the last time I watched it was probably at least when I was in high school. Um, and. I think, uh, yeah, this movie's super fluffy. I think it could lose, like, at least 30 minutes, actually. Um, and still, like, build in mostly the same way. Um, but but uh, that said, like, yeah, I definitely still had some moments where I was like, oh, shit. Um, the, 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 when he's out in the laundry, that actually, I was just like, oh, he's gone. Oh. <laughs> um and yeah, so I don't know. I think it um, does some like really effective stuff, like when the when the the, the Loomis and that woman are driving mm-hmm. to the mental hospital, and somebody like runs up out on the car, and you don't know like you don't, you don't know who it is, mm-hmm. and then like the hand reaches down and just like breaks the window, and she's like, Wah! like mm-hmm. there there's some, there's some really good like atmospheric stuff that like I don't know. I think that that scene doesn't end in a way that is totally realistic, but like. <laughs> She just like gets out of the car and runs away, which doesn't seem like it makes sense to me. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it. Um, I'm excited to see the new one because I'm curious, like how they're gonna, you know, pay homage and build. And it looks like, I mean, the trailer, the first trailer has like a, a long tracking shot in it mm-hmm. of following him. It's cool. Through that yeah, that I, I would say the sequel is probably going to have like a good forty-five minutes of people walking down the street, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. pay homage to the first one. Yeah, I think the other weird thing about <laughs> the original was like, there's not like really like it takes place on Halloween Day, but there's like no Halloween. Like there's kids like singing, and that's like the Halloween. One's thing. like carrying a pumpkin at the school, which yeah, who brings their pumpkin to school? Right? Someone we used to have uh, a deserved to really? yeah. Yeah. He deserved it. He deserved what he got. Well, he had it because he was taking it to the to be babysat and cut it and carve it later. Oh. Because oh, he I talked about it so. when they were on their way to work, on their way to school. Oh. Mm. But, um... You know, this movie was, was filmed in the spring and it was really hard for them to find pumpkins. Oh, shit. There was no pumpkin. They were in season. Yeah. yeah, there's also just so, like some every time, leaves on the ground, even yeah, though those all the other trees are all green. Trees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, so if you watch this movie again and you like are like seeing pumpkins, know those pumpkins were right. fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah. shipped in. It's a big part of that budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> half the budget, right? Yeah. If, you, if you look in the background, um, there's a scene, I think it's like 50 minutes in, but they, they got Danny DeVito and painted him orange oh, to stand in yeah. as a pumpkin. I think, yeah. I think I remember that. I think John Carpenter talked about that. Yeah, exactly. Unironically. Yeah. And, and then I think that's how he got the penguin role, too. Yeah, he was very, very young. It's all connected. He's a young yeah. pumpkin. <laughs> um, but, uh, but Yikes. That about does it for this More episode. fun facts on... Um, do we have anything else? We plugged a lot at the top of the show. Ooh, can I, can I plug one thing? Oh, yes, it's related. It. Um, so on my podcast, Back to Back Films, we're doing a Halloween episode. We're going to be talking oh, cool. about... This movie that I just talked about, and the new one. We're going to be doing a compare, <gasps> contrast, oh, relating the two. So if you want more Halloween shit, look for that uh, yeah. after the movie comes out. Uh, in October, so before Halloween. Cool. So. 
Is there anything else? Um, yeah, we have uh, coming up on October 19th, I am producing a Moth Story Slam mm-hmm. that will be at uh, Skinner Hall, which is adjacent to St. Mark's Cathedral. Um, that one is one of those where if you want to come and tell a story, put your name in the hat and you might do so. And then two days later on the 21st at the Moore Theater is a Grand Slam, which features 10 wow. previous Story Slam winners. Wow. That's awesome. Um, is there anything else besides that's what I call Funhouse the concert series on the 28th, Nifty the 25th through the 28th, um, Geek Girl Con. Geek Girl Con. The, the weekend of the 28th. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that, um, I think, who is Maddie on another? You're on another panel? Who's on? No, I think Maddie. Pepper. Oh, Pepper. Pepper is on another panel that weekend, too. I think on Saturday. Um, and and then VH Quest comes out on the 30th. So everybody stay tuned. Um, and yeah, uh, if you want more of us talking right after this, we're going to record our extended play post-show that will be only available to our Patreon subscribers. And so if you want more of us uh, kind of sitting around talking about Halloween or whatever else we decide we want to talk about, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash 24flamespod. And you can find ways, excuse me, to get access to that. And wherever you listen to podcasts, go subscribe, rate, and review this show so that more people can find it. And um, and we can use that feedback. If you have thoughts about Halloween that you didn't hear here and you want us to know, uh, email us at 24flamespod at gmail.com and then find us all on social media at uh, 24flamespod. And I think that's it. That's all I say, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin doesn't know. I know. Call back to last episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, let me think. I think that should do it. Everybody, next week's the third of this year's Halloween related spooky episodes is going to be Cabin in the Woods and so come Ooh. back come back yes. for that um, it's uh, going to be a lot of fun it's a good movie mm. it's a weird one yeah. or Debatable. is it <laughs> You're fucking are you movie. roasting that movie I was roasting oh, oh I did <laughs> but, uh, but yeah everybody um, we'll catch you all next week continue to have a safe and fun October if you're doing anything <laughs> Um, in general. So, yeah, we'll catch you later, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yeah.